0: entrepreneur on fire 589 failures aha moments i've made it moments and the lightning round seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire Wish you could learn about the latest software on your own time in the comfort of your own home? You can. Visit lynda.com slash E-O-F to start your seven-day free trial today. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot slash E-O-F. Behind fear and lack of confidence, design projects are what I see hold entrepreneurs back most. Luckily, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Hal Elrod. Hal, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Dude, I was born ready for this, John. Let's do it. (laughs) Yes.
0: Hal died at the age of 20. He was hit head-on by a drunk driver at 70 miles per hour, died for six minutes, suffered permanent brain damage, and was told he'd never walk again. Not only did Hal walk, he ran a 52-mile ultra marathon, became a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, and is the number one best-selling author of what is being called one of the most life-changing books ever written the miracle morning Hal? i've given our listeners just a little overview so take a minute tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you then give us an overview of your business
1: yeah absolutely john thank you um you know first and foremost i am blessed and and grateful to be married to the woman of my dreams and we have two uh, awesome kids a four-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter here in southern california um, that, that's what my life is really revolved around. My business, as far as my business goes, it really started when I was 19 years old. I started selling Cutco cutlery and uh, really against my will almost. A friend of mine convinced me to give it a shot. I was a DJ on the radio at that time, living my dream at 19 and uh, decided to take a job. Well, 10 days into my Cutco career, I had, sold, I had broken the all-time 50-year-old fast start record and I had sold more than over half a half million sales reps that came before me in their first 10 days. And uh, a year and a half later, uh, driving home after giving a speech at a conference, I was one of Cutco's top sales reps, and as you mentioned, I was hit head on by a drunk driver at 70 miles an hour, uh, died for six minutes, was told I would never walk again, and like all of us, when we face adversity, we get to decide how we respond, right? It either makes us makes us weaker, or it makes us stronger, and for me, I decided that there was purpose behind the, uh, the accident, but that I had to choose it, and I wrote my first best selling book uh, in 2005. Five called Taking Life Head On, uh, started speaking at high schools and colleges and uh, spoke at, you know, uh, all around the country to tens of thousands of students and, uh, and now do still do high school and college speaking, but now do a little bit more corporate speaking than that. Founded VIP Success Coaching and uh, now I'm, um, yeah, I'm just on a mission. My life after being given a second chance is really about how can I ensure that I, I serve other people uh, with the lessons that I've learned and, and all that I've achieved and overcome.
0: Wow. Well, Hal, your journey is astounding. And Fire Nation, I know, is ecstatic to be listening to your journey. We're really going to be diving into it pretty quickly here. But before we get into everything that you've accomplished, Hal, and your journey in general, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: Where you are is a result of who you were but where you go depends entirely on who you choose to be. And I think that so often that's, you know, I write quotes all the time. That's one of my favorite quotes that I've come up with where it's a reflection of, of something that I need to work on, right? We all need to work on where I think we all suffer from what I call rear view mirror syndrome, oh, yeah. where we, we constantly check the rear view mirror to see who we've been in the past. And we think that that, that, that becomes our identity of who we are. But the reality is that's who we were and who we are is who we choose to be. And it really is limitless. And I think that we've all got to remind ourselves every day. You know, that quote is in my affirmations that I read every day to remind myself that I am capable and and worthy and deserving, as we all are, of achieving anything and everything that we want for our lives. But only if we believe it, only if we remember it every day.
0: So how, how do we get out of this rear view mirror mentality? Cause it's so true. I mean, you think about a fire nation, think about you and how you perceive yourself. And I'm doing that right now. And I'm looking at my rear view mirror as I speak. I mean, why am I doing that? Why do we do that as humans?
1: Well, there's, you know, the human nature, and, and, and I'll tell you, I don't know so much why we do it. And as a, as a success coach, I'm always kind of, as opposed to a therapist, I don't go back too much. I just look forward. I go, okay, I don't even need to figure out why I do something as much as I just figure out how do I change it, right? And so for me, that's the power of affirmations. One of the big, you know, one co- one of six uh, modules that make up the Miracle Morning is affirmations, and I used to kind of laugh at affirmations and think they were silly and awkward to talk to yourself in a positive way, but, uh, but I really believe that you, uh, an affirmation, in other words, a written statement of who you want to be and who you're committed to becoming and reading that every single day, that's what takes your focus off the rear view and puts it in front of you in terms of who you can, can become and what's possible.
0: So Hal, let me pose this question to you because a lot of people will look at the success of Entrepreneur on Fire and they always like to say, well, John was in the military. He learned discipline. He learned how to be regimented. That's why he can do a a seven-day-a-week podcast because he has such good systems in place. And for me, I'm like, yeah, like that might be part of it. But I mean, I made a decision at one point in my life at 32 years old looking forward that this is what I was going to do. This is the life I was going to lead. So what would you say to people that are like, well, I don't necessarily like have John's background. I don't have XYZ's background, so I can never be that person in the future, where instead I'm almost kind of hearing what you're saying, agreeing with it and saying, I just made the decision that I was gonna do a seven-day-a-week podcast and look forward, and anybody who's listening to this that wants to make a decision in their life and look forward can do so. What are your thoughts?
1: I think that that's one of the most important beliefs that we can adopt, and we, and, you know, we can adopt it. And anyone can adopt it, and it's the belief that if someone else, has ever done something or accomplished something or achieved something that we want, that, that they're not separate from us. They're not different than us. We need to use that as evidence of what's possible for us. And for me, when I was in Cutco, you know, my, my second day of training is when I decided that I wanted to go out and break this all-time record. And if, if I had checked my rearview mirror, my whole life, I was mediocre. I was a mediocre student. I was a less than mediocre athlete. I wasn't very popular. Like I, I never achieved anything worthwhile or, or, or extraordinary in my life. And on the second day of training, I learned that, hey, this girl that lived an hour and a half from me that I had never met had just broken the record. I thought, if, if she could do it, why not me? And I think that's the belief that we all have Mm -hmm. to adopt that if anyone is, if John Lee Dumas has accomplished something, then you simply learn from him, you know, get his program and, uh, and model him and, and you can achieve, you know, similar, if not better results.
0: Love it. Love it. And speaking of the miracle morning, how I just heard a baby bringing in the morning in their own personal way. Is that your child?
1: Oh, is that you can hear him in the other room? Yeah,
0: it's amazing. I love that. <laughs>
1: that is my uh, my that is my one year one, one year old son. My my wife's taking care of him. But uh,
0: now, isn't that a miracle? I mean, Fire Nation. Let's realize that Hal died for six minutes, but you know he was brought back to life, and you know here he is now. And now there's a miracle in his house that is going to grow and have a, an amazing ripple effect in the world. I mean, we are just living in amazing times. There's miracles all around us. And how? that's what I want to dive into later, but before we do, we always focus first and foremost on a failure, Hal, on a trial or a tribulation, because everybody faces these at points in their lives, and like you said, are you going to allow it to make you weaker or stronger? So Hal, tell us the story of one time in your life when you failed, or when you faced a trial and a tribulation you had to overcome, and what lessons did you learn?
1: Yeah. You know, most people, you know, my accident is obviously the the hot button. It's, wow, you died. Like, tell me about that. And and, and most people imagine that that's got to be, must've been the most difficult time in my life. And it it actually, it's a most surprisingly, it wasn't. Um, I came out of the coma and I, you know, I had to, I had to deal with my reality and I just decided that, you know what, it can't get any worse. It's only getting better. <laughs> I can't change it. And that was the, those three words to, to this day are one of my biggest mantras when dealing with any adversity is, is, is looking at how it is now and accepting it as it is not going, I wish it were different than it is in this moment. Yeah, you can make it different in the future. But for me, those three words can't change it. Whenever I find myself frustrated or upset or sad, I simply say, wait, can't change it. I take a deep breath and then I focus on what I can change. And for me, the rock bottom came eight years after my car accident back in 2008, 2009, right in that range when the US economy crashed, and I had a, a very successful coaching business, I was a success coach, I had written my first book, I had just bought my first house on top of the world. And uh, life was great. I had met the woman of my dreams who you know I am now married to. And when the economy crashed, my business failed almost overnight, it felt like I lost over half of my income, uh, I could not afford my bills, I ended up living on credit cards, I was $52,000 in credit card debt, uh, I lost my house back to the bank. I stopped exercising completely because I was in scarcity mode where I just woke up in the morning and I tried to figure out ways to, you know, and I was unsuccessful really, but try to make money and turn the business around. And I did that until, you know, 9, 10 at night until I'd go home, veg out for an hour and watch TV and go to bed. And uh, And then as a result of so much fear and so much uncertainty, really for the first time in my life, I got deeply, deeply depressed where I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning, where thoughts of suicide went through my head every day. Like I didn't want to live that way. I didn't, and I didn't know how to turn it around and nothing seemed to be working. It was six months of getting worse and worse and worse and worse before the, uh, the aha moment finally came and, uh, and everything, you know, I was able to turn things around.
0: Well, you know that we're going to talk about that aha moment, Hal. So, Fire Nation, we are not going to leave you hanging on that one because how's a master storyteller. And, and as you know, how from being such a successful author, that we as humans, we as listeners, we resonate with stories. We connect with stories. They're powerful. There's a reason why history is broken down into his story because mm-hmm. that is how we've just grown up over the ages. That's how we've evolved. So, how before we do dive into that aha moment, Break off one clear lesson that you can now look back and see during that failure, during that depressing time in your life that you would want Fire Nation to walk away with.
1: Uh, The greatest lesson that I learned is that if you want to take your success to the next level, you first have to take yourself to the next level. Oof. And that was the biggest, the biggest aha is that most people, I think they're, they're trying to, they're staying the same in terms of their level of, of, of knowledge and skills and beliefs and confidence. It is as it is now, and they're not doing much to radically improve it or take it to the next level. And they're banging their head against the wall wondering, why won't my life improve? Why won't my marriage improve? Why won't my health improve? And it's because they're not first investing time every day to improve themselves.
0: So Fire Nation, let me set the stage. Hal was on top of the world, met the woman of his dreams, was making a ton of money. The economy took a turn. His business took a turn. He lost the house, went into massive credit card debt, was gaining weight, was not exercising, was becoming very depressed. And Hal, this went on for more than six months. What happened?
1: My wife, girlfriend at the time, she said, sweetie, you got to talk to somebody. You got to like, I love you but you know, whatever you're doing, it's not really working. Let's, why don't you reach out and, and get some help from someone, some advice from someone? Cause here's John, here's the thing. I was a success coach. So it totally screwed with my identity that I was failing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to tell anyone because I, I was almost embarrassed. Like my identity was around being a success coach and I was a mess, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially, I was a mess. And She said, why don't you talk to your friend, John? You know, my friend, John, very successful, you know, executive at that time, executive coach, now a CEO. She said, why don't you talk to John? And, uh, you know, he loves you. He's not going to judge you. He's he's not going to tell anybody, you know, and he's brilliant. I'm sure he could tell you what you need to do to turn this this around. And I, you know, I was like, you're right. God, why didn't I do that six months ago? You know, but all right, can't change it. Can't go back in time. Uh, let's do it. And I called John. I said, John, I, I need like five, 10 minutes of your time, man. Are you sitting down? I, I, I've got, you know, really something serious to talk to you about. He said, yeah, yeah, man, what's up? And I just unload. And I told him everything that I just told you. And, you know, it was it was harder to say because I was going through it at that time. And, uh, and I was sitting there with my computer open or a pen and paper, one of the two, ready to take notes, you know, and I'm, I'm in my mind as I'm as I'm getting ready to call him and then on the phone, I'm starting to get like optimistic for the first time in six months thinking, John, is he, he's going to have the solution for me. He's going to be able to tell me what to do. And I, I finish unloading on him and I'm ready. I go, John, tell me what I can do, man. Give me the steps. How can I turn this around? And he says his response totally disappoints me at first. He goes, are you exercising every day? and I'm just quiet for a second. And I, I go, and I'm, I'm picturing him. I'm, I'm like thinking, is he not even listening on the other end? Is he right. just like playing on his phone or something? Right? What the hell? And I go, John, what the hell does that have to do with anything, man? No, I'm not exercising every day. I, I barely get out of bed in the morning and I go into my office and I, I'm there until I can't take it anymore. And I, I go home and watch TV. And he said, Hal, if you're not exercising every day, you're not getting oxygen and blood to your brain. You're not releasing the endorphins that you need to think clearer and feel better and make better choices and decisions and take better actions and turn things around. He goes, you need to go for a run every day and grab a motivational, grab your iPod and listen to some Jim Rohn or some, some Tony Robbins or some audiobook or something to get your, your your mind stimulated and thinking. I said, John, no, man, I hate running. Give me something else to do. He said, what do you hate worse, Hal? running or your current life situation. (laughs) Right. I'm like, son of a, yeah. Okay. All right. Touche, man. I'll go for a run. And uh, so that day I grab my iPod, I go for a run and I hear a Jim Rohn quote that John becomes the catalyst that changes my entire life. And the funny part is the quote that I'm about to share, I'd probably heard at least a half a dozen times before. But sometimes, you know, you've got to hear it, right? In fact, all the time, it's got to be, you've got to be in the right state of mind where you're, you're, you're ready to hear it. You're open. And here's the quote, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. And, and again, it's not really that profound or it doesn't, it, it doesn't sound that profound. It doesn't sound rocket science-y. It just sounds kind of, kind of, okay, got it, whatever, move, you know, next, but here's what what hit me, and I think this, for your listeners, helps quantify this and give you even a visual, and that is that on a scale of 1 to 10, we all want level 10 success in every area of our lives. We want level 10 success in our career, in our business, and our finances, level 10 health, level 10 relationships, level 10 energy, level 10 spirituality, you name it, we want level 10. But it goes back to the success quote that I shared to that philosophy. We're at a level 2 or a 3 right? And there's, if you can imagine level 10 up here, right? I got my hand up in the air, level two down here, my hands down here and the disconnect between the two. And it hit me, I am not developing myself every day and to be a level 10 person in any of these areas that I'm struggling. I'm staying the same and wishing my life would get better. And at that moment, I decided I've got to dedicate an hour a day to my personal development, but I can't just half-ass it. And I went home and I just Googled, Extra, I googled phrases like extraordinary personal development. I googled phrases like best personal development practices, and I just started making a list of the best of the best. and And then I got this list of six that was kind of they all kept, you know, and no matter whether it was Forbes or Entrepreneur, the same six kind of kept, you know, coming coming up. And then I figured out, wow, I don't have any time for this. When am I gonna when am I gonna fit this extra time in? And it just hit me, John, you know what? I got to wake up an hour earlier. I'm not a morning person. I hate waking up in the morning. I'm a snooze, snooze guy. (laughs) But I thought, if I want my life to be different, I got to get out of my comfort zone and do something that I'm not comfortable doing. And that meant waking up the next morning at five o'clock in the morning. And I woke up at five. I did these six practices. And John, I can't even tell you, it it, it was at 6 a.m. I, my depression was almost gone. Um, Because at that moment, I I felt so motivated and so inspired and energized and optimistic and also simultaneously at peace with my crappy circumstances. And I just like this waking up every day and doing this feels like it could if I'm going to feel like this every day at 6 a.m. when I've been depressed for the last six months, this could be the one thing that changes everything. And it only took me two months to more than double my income my depression was gone. I went from being in the worst physical shape of my life to training for that 52 mile ultra marathon that you mentioned that I ended up you know, running six months later. And it changed my life so fast, this little morning routine that I started calling it the miracle morning, sharing it with my clients, and then they saw the same results. And that was the birth of, of this whole idea.
0: Wow. I mean, Fire Nation, this is the kind of thing that excites me to no end because you who are listening right now, if you want to make that change... It truly is that easy. You wake up that one hour early. You start to just take in and to absorb these practices that Hal has been following, which he shares about in his book, The Miracle Morning. And it's unbelievable too. And there's one thing that I find fascinating, Hal, that I want to mention real quick to Fire Nation is that I mentor four people on a monthly basis. And I really value those relationships that I have with my mentees, but at the same time, Hal... I am being mentored every single week for the exact same amount of time for that 20 minutes a week phone call plus the email access by a mentor of my own. And some people say, John, you're a mentor. like You're a success coach. Like, Why are you being mentored yourself? And I'm like, it would be hypocritical if I wasn't because all ships rise in a high tide. If I'm going to serve my mentees the best, I'm going to continue to up my game. I'm going to continue to improve my knowledge, to absorb more that I can pass along to them. Them. So it never, ever, ever stops. And Fire Nation, reading The Miracle Morning will take you to that understanding and to that level. And how that's what I want to do now. I want to take things to present time because we've been sharing a lot of great stuff. I want you to do a dive into you know, this latest venture of yours, into The Miracle Morning. Talk to us about that and, and really what it's all about.
1: It's really become overwhelming in a way. I was, um, uh, you know I, I'm a keynote speaker, and so I speak at all these different events, but I've been recently putting on these Miracle Morning Awakening live events all over the country. And we've just done our first few, and we got one in Boston next week, and then one in uh, Spokane, Washington, and all over the country. Well, um, I, I was at an event where I spoke to 200 realtors, this Miracle Morning Awakening event last month up in Washington. And um, the best way I can describe this is you know, there was this line of people that were, they had all of them already owned a copy of the book. They were getting them to pay them forward and buy them for their real estate team and their clients and this and that. And this woman, she came up and she said, Hal, you must be so proud, you know, looking around and seeing how many people the Miracle Morning is, is interacting. You must feel so great about this. And it was so interesting because I, I I didn't feel the way she described. And I went, you know what? Honestly, this might sound weird, but I don't feel like all pride and, you know, like, wow, look at all this, the impact it's making. I feel really small because I feel like the Miracle Morning is about so much like it's so much bigger than me. Right. I, I was the I was the spark that lit it. But it's turned into this international community of people that are dedicated to transforming their lives by doing the Miracle Morning, waking up early. And we haven't, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen, John, we have this online community on Facebook now, this Facebook group. And by the way, your listeners, this is a great way to connect with me. I I check in here every day. But it's grown from a few hundred people just six months ago to over 3,500 members of the Miracle Morning community on Facebook. And I've never seen such an interactive, supportive, encouraging group of like-minded individuals online or offline. And that's what I say is when that group started, it was me checking in every day, posting something motivational and a few comments on it. But now, like I said, so much bigger than me, I check in and there's already 50 posts for the day. And each post has, you know, five, six, 12 comments. And they're from all over the world, you know, all over the world. And so you know, the Miracle Morning, um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm going too big picture there, I can dive in more specific, but that's kind of the big picture of, you know, how I feel about it and, and what it's become.
0: No, it's powerful. And I know the Fire Nation is really just absorbing this right now, Hal, because it is so powerful to be able to focus on something like focus on the miracle morning and to really know that implementing things like that can be so impactful because again you know going back to what you said about feeling small with all these people that are taking in what you're reading and, and implementing it and you know just improving their lives on such vast levels I mean I have the same attitude about entrepreneur on fire when people say John your podcast is being downloaded in over 145 countries over half a million times a month like don't you feel so proud I'm like I'm actually just in awe of like yeah. what entrepreneur on fire the ripple effect is having Hal and you're doing the same.
1: I'm glad to hear it from you because that helps me even put it in perspective. You know, someone else that's has this this reach. You know, so um, and, and specifically just to dive down specific on the Miracle Morning, not just as you know as a movement and and, and the global impact. Yeah, please do. But in terms of how it can impact your life, if you're listening to this. here's here's the deal. If you start studying successful people, right? If you Google, like just Google, you know, morning success rituals, you just find that like 99% and maybe it's 95, but of highly successful people have a kick-ass morning routine. And they, you know, and it's like Tony Robbins and Robin Sharma and all these people, they all talk about it. And, And I think what Miracle Morning did is, I realize that all these people are talking about it, but it's one of many, many lessons that they're teaching. And if you are like most people where you think I'm not a morning person and you're watching a, a Robin Sharma series on the six keys to having your best year ever. And one of the keys is about that morning routine, but the other five aren't, you go, well, you know what? I'm not a morning person. So I'm going to implement the other five, right? <laughs> and I'm going to leave the sixth one alone. Five <laughs> out of six isn't bad. And what I what, what I really believe in, what all these you know these thousands of Miracle Morning practitioners will tell you, is that if you want to take your life to the next level, I I will argue the single most important change you can make is what you do for the first thirty to sixty minutes of your day, because it sets the tone for the rest of your day, which set which creates your quality of life and your level of success, right one day at a time. So if you're like most people and you hit the snooze button. Well, then, John, you mentioned the self-discipline earlier that you have that some people don't feel like that they have. Well, when the alarm clock goes off every morning, that is life's first gift to you. It's the first opportunity that life gifts you with to either prove to yourself that, you know what? I do have self-discipline to turn off the alarm clock and get out of bed. Or if you do what most people do, you start your day with procrastination right? You hit the snooze button over and over and over. And think about the message that we tell the universe and even tell our subconscious when the alarm goes off. It's like, no, no, no. I, would, I don't really want to create an amazing life as bad as I want to lay here for nine more minutes unconscious, right? I know I could wake up and do something extraordinary and become something extraordinary. I know I could do that, but I'd rather lay here unconscious for nine more minutes. And John, one of my favorite comedians Demetrius Martin. He has this line in one of his, his comedy routines, which I love. He says, hitting the snooze button in the morning doesn't even make sense. It's like saying, I hate waking up in the morning, so I do it over and over and <laughs> over again. Right? You know, and it's true. It's, it's, it's so true.
0: How it's so true. And I don't think there's ever been a better phrase, in my opinion, and I've never heard it before until you just said these words, the alarm is life's first gift to you. When it's phrased that way, when there's a mindset shift to looking at the alarm clock instead of this, you know, ah, 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 this noise that you just dread when you're laying in bed at night about to fall asleep instead of looking at it as a potential gift that you could grasp and take control of your day. I mean, my alarm clock goes off at five am. every single day and again, everybody's like, well, yeah, John was in the army, like he got up early, he was used to it. and yeah, I was up at four forty five am for my entire existence in the u s Army and I hated waking up early like most people do. so that didn't make me a morning person, I made myself a morning person. When I get emails how from people that say, John, I'm just a night owl, that's just how I am. I'm like, yes, you are a night owl because you made that decision. And as long as you continue telling yourself that, believe me, you will be a night owl. And they follow it up by saying, I'm not a morning person. I'm like, yes, you're right, you're not a morning person because you've made that decision. And it's up to you if you want to either keep that a reality or change that reality
1: hundred percent true it's saying that I 'm not a morning person, like no one is born one way if i If I were to start staying up every night till three in the morning and sleeping till noon, well you, you know give me a week or two, and I wouldn't be a morning person anymore either. <laughs> You know what
0: I mean? So how, wow, you and I could go back and forth. I mean, it's like a tennis match here of just value bombs. And I'm saying that with all honesty, because I know that Fire Nation is taking this in and just enjoying it immensely because I know my audience. I love my audience. And we're about to dive into the lightning round. But first, let's thank our sponsors. I see my logo as my company's signature. It tells the whole story of Entrepreneur on Fire with just a few words in an image. Beyond being hot, Obviously, we're inspiring, energetic, modern, clear. But before you start working on your logo, our friends at 99designs recommend that you nail down your brand's voice and personality. Then your logo can accurately reflect those things. Is your company fun, traditional, quirky? pick five adjectives to describe who you are. When you create a design brief at 99designs, you'll share this info with a community of thousands of designers. It will help them choose the colors, fonts, and symbols that best represent your personality. And once you launch a logo contest, you'll only have to wait a few days before you start seeing all the great ideas roll on in. What are you waiting for? Go get a logo for $299 at 99designs.com slash fire. Get a 99 $99 power pack of services for free at 99designs.com slash fire. Something I learned early on in my journey is the importance of continuous learning. Whether that means keeping up to date with software upgrades or learning more about new platforms, I've always made learning a priority. And it's not just for me. it's so I can share that knowledge with Fire Nation too. But instead of wasting time searching the internet for the best guides or the most recent tutorials, I just joined lynda.com so I can have access to their entire library of over 2,000 video courses created by the experts themselves. What made Lynda Com so appealing was the wide range of videos on everything from how to use Photoshop to tips on social media marketing. Plus, it allows me to learn at my own pace, so I can knock out ten courses in one day or just one, depending on my schedule. To check out everything that Lynda.com has to offer, visit Lynda.com/EOF and get access to the entire video course library for free for seven days. That's L-Y-N-D-A.com/EOF. So we've now reached my favorite part of the show, The Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, I mean, I really think, and you probably get this answer a lot, but it really always revolves around fear. You know, we all deal with fear, and, and it's different fears. Sometimes it's the fear of us not being worthy or being good enough. Uh, sometimes it's a fear of just the unknown, like the fear of failure. Um, sometimes it's the fear of, of inadequacy, like, and I don't mean like different from not being good enough, like not knowing what to do. Right. And so I think that for all of us that, you know, courage is the answer and courage is not the absence of fear, as they say but courage is acting in the face of fear. And I think that's it. Whatever you're afraid of, write it down, put it on paper, get it out of your head and put it on paper so you can identify it and not be afraid of it and feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, I think that really is the answer.
0: Love that. Hal, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Do the right thing, not the easy thing. Every morning when the alarm clock goes off, part of me is tempted to to hit the snooze button and every morning it's been a you know what i don't know 1500 mornings since the miracle morning started (laughs) uh and i wake up at 330 in the morning every morning seven days a week is when i start and i every morning i had that voice in my head do the right thing not the easy thing that literally i think is the most guiding important guiding principle that any of us can have
0: so what is your goal as far as i'm falling asleep time at night?
1: Uh, I like to go to bed by nine thirty. I like to get six hours of sleep. I, I put my daughter down at eight eight thirty. Spend an hour with my wife, quality time, and uh, and then get to bed by nine thirty. Although I do, I do find that uh, five and a half hours actually does work good for me too. So if I get to bed by ten and get up at five thirty, I'm okay.
0: And everybody's different, Fire Nation. I mean, people do need different amounts of sleep. It is a proven scientific study. So, I mean, you just need to figure out what that time is for you. I am actually a lot closer to a seven-hour person, but I do want to be up at 5 a.m. So, I make that happen. I'm in bed to have seven hours of sleep. And Hal, share one of your personal habits, besides waking up early, that you believe contributes to your success.
1: Yeah, I know. It's hard for me to say, well, the miracle morning is the most important (laughs) habit of success. Um, but, you know, uh, I think that arguably the most important habit in addition to that um, is making it a pri- priority every single week to reflect on how the week has gone, what I could have done differently. And I shouldn't even say every week. This is a daily thing that I do. In fact, I use this new app, which I w- I'll recommend to you guys in a second, but I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it here. Five minute journal. And it helps you do that. It asks you at, at the end of every day, what made today great? and what could have made today better. So I think that's one of those important habits that you can do in writing every day is to reflect and go, okay, what was good about today and what can I do to be better tomorrow?
0: And I think that leads right into the next question, which is, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, there's two apps that I'll give, You know, iPhone apps that I really like. Um, one is the Five Minute Journal. Uh, big fan of that. It, it, in fact, I, I'm such a fan of it. That I am have revised the text in the Miracle Morning book to recommend it, and I'm going to upload new text here real soon to Amazon. But um, and the other one is called Word Swag. Word Swag. And for me, I've got like I've got a, you know almost 200 motivational quotes, if you will. But I'm not a graphic designer, and so uh, this uh, this turns anybody into a graphic designer. You can make you know really really cool images with all your uh, you know any words that you want, any quotes, anything at all.
0: Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Hal Elrod. And Hal, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, and The Miracle Morning will be linked in the show notes, what would it be?
1: Vision to Reality by Honoré Corder. And uh, Vision to Reality, it actually just came out, but I got an advanced copy a few months back, and it was so good that I, I ran a VIP success coaching call. <sighs> Uh, for my VIP success coaching members, on the t- like just the premise of the book, the topic of the book it was such, arguably the best book I've ever read on goal setting and visioning and and, and really creating results.
0: Well, I love it. I think the next two books that I'm going to read are The Miracle Morning and then Vision to Reality, Hal.
1: In that order, John.
0: <laughs> and Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And how this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. You've just woken up, comprehended all of this, and walked outside. What do you do now?
1: Good. Great question. And uh, I've been putting a lot of thought into it. I was ready for this one. Here's what I would do. You know, I believe that clarity is the starting place of all success. And if you think of it, that would mean that extraordinary success requires extraordinary clarity. But the problem is that most people go through life with a very mediocre level of clarity uh, regarding specifically what they want for their lives or for their businesses and specifically what they need to do each and every day to ensure that their success is inevitable. And so here's five things that I recommend, four of which are all about gaining clarity. The fifth one is which is all about putting into action. Number one, get clarity on what you want. And you've got to be specific. And the reason why you have to be specific is that our brain and our emotional intelligence – are both brilliant by default as human beings. You have a brilliant brain and a brilliant uh, emotional intelligence mechanism built inside you. But if you're if you don't have specifically what you want, if you don't have clarity on that, then you're uh, you're you're not giving them any any problem to solve. You're not giving them any any blueprint to build into something that's real. So get clarity on exactly what you want. Number two. Get clarity on why you want it. You've got to be clear on why you want it. What And, and I think an even better way of putting that is what are the benefits? Get clear on what, what's in it for you, right? What's in it for you? What are the benefits of, of the, that clarity of what you want making it a reality? What would that do for you and for your family and for the people around you? Number three, and this is one that you don't hear very often when people talk about clarity, and that is get clarity on what's holding you back. or or what's held you back in the past. So one of the two or probably both of those. Look at clarity on what's holding you back and or what's holding you back or held you back in the past. Number four is get clarity on what you need to do daily. And this is what I call your daily success process. Back when I was a sales rep, this was a huge epiphany for me. I woke up one day and I realized Every day I'm on this emotional roller coaster in my business. If I have a good day where business is good and I have good results, I feel good. If I have a bad day where I have, an, you know, a customer cancels an order or or I don't get any appointment scheduled or whatever, I feel bad. And I thought the only thing I can control is how many times I pick up the phone and dial it, which was my success process, right? How many time how many prospects I called. And here was the epiphany If I call 10 prospects a day, I will sell X amount of my product and I will earn X amount of dollars. If I I make double the calls every day, it doesn't matter how a day goes. It doesn't matter how a week goes. If I double my process, I will double my results. And it might sound so simple, but it's so profound because that allowed me to double my income from $50,000 a year to $100,000 a year because that was a scary thing to do until I realized, wait a minute. I'm just going to, instead of making 10 calls today, I'm going to make 20 and I'm not going to worry about how the results go in the short term because I'm in it for the long term. And my stress levels went down dramatically and any entrepreneur or salesperson can apply this. You just vote, you define your success process, right? What you have to do daily to ensure your success and then do it. And don't worry about, you know, when you have you short term hurdles or failures or whatever. And last but not least is commit to taking action on your clarity. Commit to taking action on your clarity, put it in your schedule and ideally have someone hold you accountable. It's really easy to let ourselves down when nobody's looking. You've got to have, you know, and that's why I have a coach as well. You know, John, I have, I'm a coach, but I have coaches. I think most coaches, right? We believe in what we do and we understand the power of having someone hold us accountable to do the things that are out of our comfort zone that will take us to the next level. Such an important part. So those are the five, recommendations, the five things that I would do if I had to start all over.
0: Well, Fire Nation, these will be listed in order on the show notes page, which you can go to at eofire.com. Just enter Hal, H-A-L in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Hal, man, your journey has been incredibly inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Share with Fire Nation the best way that we can find you, Hal, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Um, You can always catch me on, you know, Facebook's a great way to connect, Twitter, all of those things, but my website, halelrod.com. And then for your listeners, John, if anybody, money is tight right now, like so tight that you can't even, you can't afford to go buy the Miracle Morning book, even if you'd like to, if money is that tight, I have something called the Miracle Morning Crash Course Online that's totally free. And if you go to miraclemorning.com, you'll get two free chapters of the book so you can get started. You'll also get a 17-minute training video on the Miracle Morning and a 60-minute training audio, and all that's at MiracleMorning.com.
0: Wow. Well, Hal, thank you for being so incredibly generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. The first two chapters of your book, Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thank you so much, John, and everybody listening. I appreciate you.
0: Fire Nation, are you in a mastermind? How about joining hundreds of fellow podcasters who can help you navigate iTunes, Adobe Audition, and other programs that you might be struggling with? Podcasters Paradise has it all. And in addition to an amazing community of over 350 podcasters, Paradise offers you all the video tutorials, tools, and resources you need to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Come check out one of our live webinars